Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Hi there. I'm John Fugelsang. What a great pleasure to be with you. We've got a great one tonight, a fun one, a fiery one, and we need your voice to make it complete. We're at 866-997-4748. Let's get the announcements out of the way. Hello to everyone listening live. Our evil army of the night. Thank you guys very much. We love to hear from all y'all. This is the night you want to call in. And hello to all the daywalkers, everyone who listens on demand, on the app, or on the John Fuglesang podcast. Hello. We always love when you guys, you know, slum it and call in in the evenings. If you can't, you're always welcome to write us at uh, johnfuglesang.com or at our show's wonderful Facebook page, which is now up and running all over again. And we're posting all the music we play every night on the Facebook page, as well as lots of photos of our various guests through the years. Check that one out. Tell me everything uh, on SiriusXM on the Facebook, if you can find it. And uh, what a show this evening. Chris Hauselt is our executive producer running this beast from South Carolina. Thea Harper running this thing from Brooklyn. And tonight we welcome the law firm of Frangela and Feig. Actually, no. The comedy duo of Frangela will be joining us in the next hour. They are Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton. They are two best friends who met in Chicago's Second City. And they are in an age when there's not a lot of comedy duos. These women tear the house down. I've had the great pleasure of touring with them off and on for the past couple of years on the Sexy Liberal Tour. And it's just incredible how they wreck rooms. They are so powerful, so mighty, so funny, so ferocious. And it's sort of of like, imagine if Diamond and Silk were smart and moral and funny and knew what they were doing and weren't tools of evil white guys that were exploiting them because they're thirsty. That could be close to the brilliance of Frangela. And uh, all along, your calls all evening at 866-997-4748. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're all still here. Let's do a show. Uh, 
going to begin tonight with a very special edition of a game we play every now and then that I'm very fond of that uh, is called The Dick List. The Dick List is a weekly list of the biggest dicks. Now, doesn't mean that someone's a dick in all perpetuity. Please keep that in mind. If you are on The Dick List, you still, as always, as humans do, one of the nice things about humans, you have the power to repent. You have the power to change your low-down ways. You have the power to get yourself off The Dick List. So just keep that in mind, gentlemen. Who is... The biggest fiend, charlatan, miscreant, or sycophantic schmuck of the day? Well, let's go through the categories. Bachelor number one, it's Donald Trump, of course. The Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th terrorist attack on our Capitol officially subpoenaed the fired-for-racism former host of The Celebrity Apprentice today to get his testimony under oath. Just hear it. Think about it again. Donald Trump under oath. And get documents from him about his role in the terrorist attack on our Capitol. The subpoena ordered Trump to appear at the U.S. Capitol on November 14th at 10 a.m., either in person or through a video conference. And it also required him to give over all the documents they requested by November 4th. And that includes almost all communication he had on January 6th by text and phone calls and the Signal app. In the subpoena, the committee lays out 10 separate sins, wrongdoings, fuck-ups, it alleges Trump is responsible for related to the attack. The subpoena says you were at the center of the first and only effort by any U.S. president to overturn an election and obstruct the peaceful transition of power, ultimately culminating in a bloody attack on our own capital and on the Congress itself. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? What will Donald Trump do having gotten the subpoena? I mean, either way, I don't think there's a lot of suspense, is there? I'm dying to know what you guys think, because there's there's three ways it can go, as I see it. One of them, he can show up, right? He can comply. He can come to D.C. Be nice to see. He can show up and put himself in a chair and uh, ask questions, grandstand, filibuster, make it all about him, make it really bad TV, really bad for civics, and uh, get good ratings and dig his hole in the history books even deeper. I mean, it would be ugly, right? He could do it by Zoom. That's the one we'd like to see. And it's the least likely. Donald Trump is never going to go under oath and answer questions, especially on camera. If you're Donald Trump's lawyer, what's your greatest fear? That he tells the truth or that he perjures himself? So, okay, maybe he'll challenge a subpoena, right? He could just go to court. That sounds very Trumpian, but he did lose a similar legal battle when he tried to stop the committee from getting his records leading up to January 6th. Any legal battle would go on for months, and that might be his plan, because in 18 days, we may have a whole new Congress. And if the Republicans win the House, they will disband the January 6th committee. It's going to be done. So here's what's most likely. He'll just blow off the subpoena, and the panel would ask the DOJ to criminally charge him with contempt of Congress, which will not happen. I mean, Steve Bannon, well, we'll get to him in a second. But, you know, again, this is Donald Trump going out of his way to not prove he's innocent. Keep that in mind with all these guys. They go out of their way to avoid any chance to prove their innocence. Innocent people would be lining up to tell their truth. Innocent people would say, yes, give me the Bible. Here's my hand. I brought receipts in the other one. Donald Trump is going to blow this off. That's it. He's going to ignore the subpoena like it's his wedding vows. He's going to ignore it like it's his children's birthdays. He's going to ignore it like he ignores the White House counsel saying, sir, that box doesn't belong to you. He's going to ignore it like he ignores the doctor who keeps 
warning him about his colon blockage. He's going to ignore that subpoena like he ignores all those women who said the word no. Do keep in mind a couple of Trump flunkies have already been charged with contempt of Congress for blowing off that committee subpoenas. One's Peter Navarro, and one is our second contestant on the dick list, Steve Bannon. Ooh, did you wake up to this? One of the nice things about being on the West Coast is I get to wake up a few hours into the news cycle and read stories like Steve Bannon being sentenced to four months in prison today for contempt of Congress after he blew off subpoenas. The defendant has expressed no remorse for his conduct and attacked others at every turn, the feds wrote in their sentencing memo earlier in the week. Uh, The judge sentenced Bannon to four months each for two counts of contempt to be served back to back and fined him $6,500. Bannon will appeal, but if he doesn't, He'll have to surrender to prison by November 15th. Let's listen to a little bit of Steve getting his moment in the sun and not handling it well. Here's Bannon's comments to reporters, which you'll notice shift gears a few times after his sentencing on this charge. First, Steve begins with his calm, respectful Zen master acceptance, despite the fact he looks like an infected toe. I respect uh, the judge. The sentence he came down with today is his decision. I fully respect him and totally respectful of this entire process uh, on the legal side. I also want to make one other statement before I talk about a broader topic. More than any person in the Trump administration, I testified before the Mueller Commission for more hours. I testified in front of uh, Schiff and the House Intelligence Committee more than any other person in the Trump administration. I, attest, I testified in front of the Senate intelligence, I think more than any, all about the issues related uh, to, uh, to Russiagate, to all of that, okay? The same process every time. I had lawyers that were engaged, they worked through the issues of privilege, and at that time I went and testified. And, I, and, and this thing about uh, I'm above the law is an absolute and total lie. Ha ha ha, except they have no right to investigate. The judge, by the way, today said the January 6th committee had every right to investigate what happened that day, said the riot was undeniably serious. And this judge tore Steve Bannon's claims of executive privilege to ribbons, my friends. The judge noted that Trump waived executive privilege earlier this year. But Bannon still failed to hand over a single document. And keep in mind, at the time of the attack, Steve Bannon enjoyed no executive privilege. He was working as a podcaster. He had not worked at the White House since his boss had fired him. So (laughs) Steve started out okay, right? He was being deferential to the judge. But as things went on on the sidewalk, his statement began to take the all too familiar form of a litany of grievances against all the people who have done him wrong. Poor, innocent Steve who looks like a sack of pus that developed rickets. And he started riling up the crowd. And by the way, the crowd that showed up for Steve Bannon's sentencing, they weren't Steve Bannon fans because Steve Bannon doesn't have fans. Give a listen. Today was my judgment day by the judge. And he stated for the appeal. And we'll have a very vigorous appeals process. I've got a great legal team. And there'll be multiple areas of appeal. But as that sign says right there, can we have the vote sign? On November 8th, on November 8th, on November 8th, there's going to have judgment on the illegitimate Biden regime. And quite frankly, (laughs) and quite frankly, Nancy Pelosi and the entire committee. And we know which way that's going. Either they've already been turfed out like Liz Cheney, right, or have quit like Kinzinger and other Democrats. 
or they're about to be beaten like Luria and others, or they will lose their power and become a minority and Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, Tom's Chairman Johnson, all of it. <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is democracy. This is democracy. The American people are way in measuring what went on with the Justice Department and how they comported themselves. They're weighing and measuring that right now, and they will vote on November 8th. Right. You, did you hear the sounds of Steve Bannon's lawyers groaning that their client couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut? No, you didn't. You know why? Because his lawyers are like Trump's lawyers. They don't care. They're in it for the billable hours. These lawyers don't mind having a ghastly guilty client who keeps on digging a deeper hole for himself because, hey, they're going to get paid no matter what. And finally, Steve Bannon just let her rip. And his target was, of all people, uh, Merrick Garland. The Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, will end up being the first attorney general that's brought up on charges of impeachment, and he will be removed from office. Thank you very much. Went well, didn't it? Yeah. Keep on going, Steve. It's sort of like Star Wars Episode Nine. You just have a feeling in the back of your head. It's not going to end well. So let's get back to the dick list. Uh, bachelor number three, someone who is desperate and also, like Trump, terrified to prove his innocence, terrified to put his hand on a Bible and explain how innocent he really is, Senator Lindsey Graham, who has now filed an emergency docket application with the Supreme Court to block Georgia's grand jury subpoena for his testimony. Remember Lindsey Graham got on the phone with the Georgia Secretary of State much like his master Trump, and tried to strong-arm him into, you know, lying and committing election fraud. Lindsey Graham doesn't live in Georgia, but he thought it was okay to call the state and try so hard to curry favor with Trump. Because Lindsey Graham, like the rest of the Republican Party, has no use for democracy, especially a democracy where the majority of Americans don't agree with him. So now Lindsey's terrified, terrified that he's been ordered to testify before Fannie Willis the Georgia Attorney General. Georgia's top election official, Brad Raffensperger, you'll recall, the Secretary of State, showed how Lindsey Graham pressured him to throw out all mail ballots that were cast in certain counties. Certain counties dominated by brown-skinned American taxpaying citizens. So Lindsey Graham went to the Supreme Court today to try to stay the lower court's order that would force him to testify before the special grand jury investigating Trump's election loss attempts to throw out democracy. And his, his, he claimed that he, he had a right to avoid the subpoena, which is ridiculous. They had a 3-0 ruling against him. So now he's gone to beg Clarence Thomas and the rest of the court to protect him from Fannie Willis's grand jury subpoena. Desperate, terrified, trying to avoid speaking under oath no matter what. He is going so far out of his way, like Trump, to not prove his innocence. Again, innocent people would be lining up to put their hands on a Bible with the receipts. And this is the guy who's trying proudly to strip women of their reproductive freedoms. This is a man who thinks that women who have been raped should be forced by the power of big government to carry and bear their rapist child. And now he's running scared from a woman. Lindsay, stop struggling. It's going to happen. Let it happen. Just lean back and enjoy it. You're going to have to testify. Who's going to flip on Trump first? Lindsey Graham, Steve Bannon, or Rudy Giuliani? Curious on your thoughts. However, we're not done with the dick list. Number four, our, remember, it's Trump, it's Bannon, it's Lindsey. Number four is the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, maybe the biggest dick of the week. Federal appeals court today temporarily halted Joe Biden's student debt relief plan. 
preventing the government from moving forward with the debt cancellation that was supposed to start as early as next week. But now they've temporarily stopped the Biden administration from moving ahead with this plan that he promised that the American people voted on to forgive hundreds of billions of dollars of federal student loan debt, a true middle class stimulus. So thousands and thousands of Americans won't be hobbled by student loan debt. No one's getting anything free. They're still paying for their education. They're just not paying this godforsaken satanic interest rates that make them pay double, triple what they paid in the first place. So the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals issued this order that prohibits the administration from discharging any student loan debt under the relief program until it rules on an emergency request by Republican-led states to block the policy. Why would Republican-led states try to block student loan debt relief? Because it's not for billionaires, so they don't want to help. The Biden administration has said they would begin canceling student loans as early as this Sunday. Now, that's all on hold. But finally, the winner is none of the above. No, it's not the Eighth Circuit. It's not Lindsey Graham. It's not Steve Bannon. It's not even Donald Trump. At the top of the dick list, it's Pfizer. Pfizer's making plans to begin selling their COVID vaccine commercially starting next year. And uh, guess what? Turns out, once they're not selling it to the government anymore, but selling it to, you know, patients, they're going to jack the price up. They're going to jack the price up to around $110 to $130 per shot. Yeah. If you haven't gotten your boosters, try to get it before the end of the year. They said the commercial rollout depends on when their existing U.S. supply runs out and when the federal government's contracts expire. See, our government is going to end offering free vaccines very soon after Congress cut billions of dollars in COVID funding in September. And it's unlikely people are going to pay out of their own pocket because health insurers and employers will hopefully cover the cost, similar to flu shots. But what if you need a COVID shot and you're not insured? And by the way, the proposed price, it's more price gouging. It's not inflation. It's price gouging. Guys, our government paid $19.50 a dose for the Pfizer vaccine in their first contract. We got our first wave. Remember, Donald Trump and his Operation Warp Speed, he never put any plan in place to distribute the vaccine. That's all Biden. And the Biden administration did such a good job getting vaccines into arms in rural communities, in inner cities, in minority communities, that now black people are not the worst hit by the virus anymore. White Trump supporters are. So $19.50 a dose was what our government was paying. And then in the second contract, our government began paying $30.50 per shot. Now, Pfizer plans to jack that price up, up to $110 to $130 per shot. People's Vaccine Alliance called the price hike obscene and said experts estimated cost Pfizer, you ready? $1.18 to make each dose. $1.18, and they're going to charge up to $130 for it with new variants on the horizon. Pfizer is fleecing the public and fleecing sick people for ever greater sums of money. That's right. Pfizer, you make the top of the dick list. And again, we're in a time when it's easy to get despondent when we see this fascist disinformation campaign trying to make your illiterate cousin believe that Biden somehow is completely uh, inept, that Biden is addled by dementia. He doesn't know where he is, but he's powerful enough to cause inflation all over the world. But remember, the Republican Party doesn't want to cut inflation. 
They have voted in lockstep against anything that would provide any relief to non-millionaires. You know what they want to cut? They want to cut Social Security. They want to cut Medicare. They want to cut Medicaid. And imagine the size of the financial crisis we'll face if they succeed. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of depressing. I, I realize the dick list is fun, but you realize, oh my God, I'm being overwhelmed by all these dicks. I, I, I need something pure. I need something good. I need some hope. Well, we've got it for you in the form of the woman that I would love to see be president someday, Congresswoman Katie Porter. Give a listen to this. Using graphs, reason, and math to fight the good fight, here's Katie Porter breaking it down on camera the way every congressperson should, the way every administration official should, and let's be honest, the way every member of the corporate media should let us know how much corporate greed is baked into the inflated price of goods and services. Katie Porter, our hero of the day. In a world of dicks, she stands tall. Okay, quick break. When we come back, I want to hear from you. What's on your mind? Who makes your dick list? Do you think Donald Trump will answer this subpoena in any way, or is he just going to stall and hope the Republicans destroy the entire committee? Quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I'm John Fiegel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. Let me go to John in Staten Island. John, how are you tonight? Hello. Fine, fine sir. How are you today? Very good, very good. Um, I'm glad you're well. Um, I don't seem to understand something. If you, if you take 100 gallons of water and limit it, you're going to raise the price of it. If the United States, who was put on a world market, we, we have to now bid for our oil against the whole world, thanks to Bill Clinton. Hmm. Now, you make every drop of oil more expensive because we're bidding against the whole world. So you say to corrupt oil people, it's, it's not their fault that the president's not letting us produce all the oil we can. No, we it's their fault. That it's, 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 that's actually not true. Uh, we lead the world in oil production at record levels, and oil production has increased from Trump's levels under Biden. Well, and the world needs more every day. Every day, more people buy more cars. People buy more trucks. Mm. They fly more planes. And you need right, more but, oil. but again, if, we, have, we, have over 9, we have over 9,000 leases that are approved for drilling, but the oil companies no, are they, not no, drilling. No, 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 no. That, those are word games. Those, are, those wells have all been proven unsuccessful. And it's just no, another that's word not game. true. That is true. It's simple as this. Why did Biden have to 
shut our pipeline down and let the Russians keep theirs open. What pipeline why, do you refer to? Key, you mean and, Keystone XL? Yeah. Why do you have to do you guys like? Somebody? Do you ever consume media that tells you what Keystone, Keystone XL had nothing to do with American gas prices? Nothing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, we it had nothing to do with gas prices. Bill Clinton put us on the world market. That was that Canada. Send, that was Canada sending their tar sands oil and to China. Had that, nothing to do. No, no, because now they got to bring them over in the real cars, and the real cars cost more money. Then, John, you must be furious at Donald Trump because he was the one who well, asked the Saudis and Russia to cut oil now production. You're changing the subject. No, I, I'm I, not. I'm telling you. Valid, Do, why did points on the table, and you're changing the Keystone subject. Pipeline was Keystone Pipeline had no effect. John, I just told you a very valid point that we have over 9,000 leases that are sitting there untouched. The oil companies are sitting on $46 billion profit for just the last quarter, John, just the last quarter. And you know what they did with that? You no, John, they should lower it. They've got all this money. They've got all this money. Instead, what they did was just do it for stock buybacks for their executives. Second. When they were paying $40 a barrel for people to take it, you know, that was just before a certain guy got into office. And, and close the pipeline, they were paying us. <laughs> the pipeline has nothing to do with American gas prices, John. Yes, John, I swear on my son's life. The, John, the, you've been lied to about this pipeline, my friend. You've been lied to about the pipeline. John in Staten Island. No, hang on a second, Chris. Hang on. Chris, Chris, Chris. John, listen. The oil company CEOs do not want you to be helped. Okay? 59% of oil executives said investor pressure to maintain capital discipline is the reason why they're restraining growth. They're sitting on $46 billion profit from one quarter. And what are they doing with it? Stock buybacks. The price of oil for a gallon hasn't changed, but the price of gas keeps going up and it was Donald Trump, my friend. You know this is true. Donald Trump threatened to take military aid away from Saudi Arabia unless they stop production and that's why prices went higher. And you also know OPEC raised gas prices two weeks ago just to try to screw with the Democrats before the midterms. So what did Joe Biden do that they stopped two million barrels extra a day? Now they're not going to produce another two million barrels a day. So what did he threaten them with? To make him look threaten them with? They did it to hurt him. They did it because they want Donald Trump in power. America is the U.S. We're the world's top oil producer. Joe Biden not not, he asked them not to say anything after the election. No, he asked them to not jack it up until he asked them to not jack. He asked them to not cut production until after the election. But they want to hurt Joe Biden, so they cut production. Okay, so Donald Trump did the same thing, and you guys want to. Uh, no, no, Donald, no, Donald Trump didn't do the same thing. Don, dude, Donald Trump made them stop production. Donald Trump told John, I'm going to hang up on you, man. You're not listening to anything I say. Donald Trump, because he's incompetent, he threatened the Saudis to lose military assistance unless they cut oil production. So they did, and that's why gas prices got higher. Supply and demand. The price had gone down because nobody was driving in 2020. So Donald Trump did that, and the price went up. We are still the world's top oil producer. So you're telling me right now that they're not closing down wells. They're not forcing them to, Who's to they? go on to dry barren wells. That's what you're saying. Because all the people, everyone in your What in I'm your telling you is this, John. Area, I'm telling you two things. One is... You, mm-hmm. How was it under Donald Trump and how was it under Joe Biden? And you can obviously see that the prices are going through the roof. And the stock Wait a second. Stock. How was what under so Donald Trump? How was what under Donald Trump? Donald Trump's the reason gas prices went up, my friend. 
All right, John, I got to hang up. Listen, John, two things. Wait, wait, before you hang up. John, the oil industry is sitting on 9.9 million acres of idle leases in the West. 47% of all the leases in the whole West that are available to drill right now. Right now. They're not doing it. And Exxon, Chevron, and Shell had record profits on the high cost. They jacked up the price of gas, and they're rolling in dough, and they're laughing at you. And you have media that makes you blame everyone except the billionaires who are jacking up the prices on you. Stop watching Fox, man. It's billionaires brainwashing you to punch yourself in the face. Got to take a break. We'll be right back with Greg uh, Frangela. Go ahead, Chris. You want to say something? Go ahead. No, I just wish it, uh, I wanted to know what he thought the Keystone Pipeline was because it clearly was some fantastical thing, and I wish it. Oh, the Keystone wish- Pipeline. The Keystone Pipeline was going to make gas 50 cents a gallon and give you a blowjob, and he was so looking forward to it because women don't talk to him because he's a racist from Staten Island. <laughs> Quick break. We'll be right back with your calls and Frangela. This is Progress. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'm John Fiegel saying this is SiriusXM Progress. Now two of the funniest people I've ever watched on stage join us. Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton. They are known as Frangela. Now all superheroes have origin stories. Theirs is that they were real-life best friends. They met and got brilliant together when they were studying at Second City. Francis originally from Chicago, and you can hear her on The Cleveland Show. She's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Angela out of Detroit. She hosted the regional Emmy Award PBS series, The Cheap Show. And over the years, you've seen her in everything from Mr. Show to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They are part of Stephanie Miller's Sexy Liberal Save Democracy Tour. They have a great podcast called The Final Word on iTunes. And they're recording a live album. I didn't even know. Frangela, welcome back. What's up? <laughs> so good to Ooh, see you, you guys. You're a good patient man. You are a good patient man. Yes, oh, you are. You know, you handle, you handle your business right, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't threaten him once. And no, that's something no. I regularly do. So I was well, like, that's you know, I, I think calls like that are very useful. Calls like that are a good chance to, to remind all the sane people, here's what you say when your uncle racist and aunt dead inside hand you these lines that Tucker <laughs> shat out into their mouths. And then you can yes. just say, actually, uh, we've never had higher oil production in this country. Actually, no, it's the greedy motherfuckers who uh, are getting rich off these high gas prices that you should be blaming. There's high gas prices around the world. America's doing much better than most of our capitalist allies because the other ones, they're a bit more evolved than us in fossil fuels. So, yeah, you know, if I hate them, I don't get to, you know, talk about the facts. 
Right. And, you know, and the facts are there. And what what I love is, is that they, they present their holes and you fill them. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm okay. here to fill holes. Yeah, I'm here for that. I was born to do it. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are, you're, you're doing an album in Portland? Yes. yes. November 12th. Tell me, please. So excited. Is, have you, has there ever been a Frangela album before? We've done we one did. other. Yeah, okay. with Kill Rock Stars. Uh, yes. You can get it. It's called Resist. And, right. oh, uh, I yes, I'm so just, sorry. I remember. Yes. Yeah. But we're, so we're excited to get back to it and really get some new material out there, you know, because that's what we love to do. You know, my happy place is on stage doing stand up. For those who don't know, I, I was saying after our last show in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, I've just been raving about your current set and how you guys destroyed the Harris Theater and you destroyed it. Oh, I mean, it was devastation. Bless there was you. Very bless little you. left to destroy because you destroyed all. You guys, yeah. Hey, you know what? This is the thing. We come in uh, as as third as mop up group, right? Because mm-hmm. they crown and John come out and Stephanie they slay, 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 and it's like now and now, Frangel. <laughs> Just gotta, you know, do what we can to keep it going. That's what yeah. I'm telling. you. Well, th- th- why I love this tour is because, um, you know, normally when you have these events with a bunch of liberals going on stages and audiences cheering, uh, if you're a liberal, it's great. You get a big pep rally, but uh, gradually it becomes entertainment death, right? A room full of lefty mm-hmm. people agreeing with each other. It's very moral. It's very inspiring. And it's entertainment endsville. So this show <laughs> would not work if it was just us coming out for cheap applause lines and telling the crowd what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think the pressure is on us even more to make this show extra fucking funny because we have to so it's not just a propaganda fest and that's why i love working with you guys because every time i've and i've done a gazillion shows with y'all over the years i'm astonished at how you guys never settle for a solid laugh you keep pushing and pushing until the room is shaking my god you've killed more white people than slobodan milosevic it's incredible stop it you know what? Stop you know what? It. We are inspired by what's going on in the news and the media and what's happening in our body politic and government right now. So, you know, that's what's so exciting about getting out and doing the shows right now is the opportunity to to be in the same room with a lot of like-minded people. Generally, we are pulling people over to our perspective, right? Yes. But when, with the sexy liberals, we all get to swim in that same beautiful, gentle <sighs> it's so And nice. then still surprise and inspire each other. So it isn't right. just like preaching to the choir, like, oh, That's we all know right. this every single person. We're all up there doing different things. We don't know what we're going to do. Everybody's doing new things all the time. And it just keeps it alive and fresh and energetic because it's hard. I know. I know people, we all get tired. Okay, we're all very tired. So it's like that pick-me-up you need. It's like that vitamin, that, that turmeric shot or whatever the people are that doing. Turmeric I love shot. That's, that's me, yes. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's what it is. What I love is that is that, you know, a couple things. One, I've always said this tour should be like the blue collar comedy tour for smart, moral people. Uh, yeah. and, and when I you're agree. in the room and you, you look around and it's sort of like being at a concert and being like, oh, everyone likes the same band I like. Like you yeah. look around the room and say, oh, wait. For one evening of two or three hours, there's no red hats here. There's no homophobes here. 
none of that bullshit I have to deal with at work or at church or at family reunions. These are all people who, you know, think crazy ideas like women should have agency over their own bodies and billionaires don't need another tax cut. But on a comedy level, you can't do shows like this in clubs. You, you can't do sets no. like this in clubs. Yeah. You've got to make sure in the first five minutes that, that no Republicans will be offended. And you've got to make sure there's lots of non-political stuff so people don't get drowned out. And if you go to a political night in a comedy club, you know, like I, every time I've ever done a show like with Bill Maher, when I go off stage, he's always been in the wings saying, you talk about everything I'm going to talk about. Everyone's always afraid they're going to have the same punchlines. That's At right. these tours, exactly. it's always different stuff. You guys and Sparks and Miller, it, it, I, I, I never know what y'all are going to talk about, but there's never any overlap. It's always no. just about the, the comedy first, the propaganda second. And you know what else? Also, what I love, if I may toot our horn just a little bit more. Yes, please. What I love is, is that we are all incredibly different. How is how? You are you, you know, and Stephanie is herself. And those are all, and we are us. And they're all different comedy perspectives. Yes. And that's what I love about our show. It just comes from so many, it comes at you. We're all talking about you know, the realities and making fun and and satirizing, you know, the government and politics and what have you, but from our own different perspectives, which is what's so much fun about the show. I agree. I agree. I got to ask you about something because I'm reading a lot, a lot, a lot of articles from a lot of Mm. pundits uh, who don't have uteruses Mm -hmm. who are telling me that the American voting electorate doesn't really care about the repeal of Roe v. Wade anymore. I say every night that, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. polls right now, po- mm-hmm. what polls are, are they're polls of people who answer their landline phones during dinner hours. Thank you. And they're polls of people who look at their cell phone and say, I don't know this number. I think I'll answer. That's who is polled you know, when you read it. I'm going to tell you why they answer the phone, because they ain't having sex. Okay? Mm-hmm. They, answer, mm-hmm. they can pick up the phone, because they ain't right. living sexy lives like the rest of us sexy liberals. Because that's right? rude to do during sex. Okay? And let me tell you, if you are having a sexual life, what you do care about is the opportunity to be able to control your own health care. Okay? I, I find it absolutely, like, and I, you know, love them, love them, you know, but Bernie out here telling people that they don't need to hear about, that people aren't concerned about Roe, I'm like, well, I know why you aren't. Like I get why you're not that worried, but like the reality here is that this access and agency over your body goes well beyond even uh, the right to terminate a pregnancy. It's the idea that 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 where does that begin and end? And everybody should be worried about that because yeah, today it it is my uterus, but tomorrow there are religions where you're not allowed to get dental work. There are religions that don't believe in in psychiatric help, that do not believe in antidepressants. Like, I don't know if people really get, and of course, you can't tell me, let me tell you something, what I say to every man when they say, don't be a single issue. I've had so many men say to me, you know, I'm not a single issue voter. I go, you would if that issue was your penis. That's right. That'd be the Uh, only issue that mattered to you. Tell you something. If you think they're going to just stop at my uterus, my mm. child's uterus. Let's we're gonna we might stop you at your masturbation, your masturbatory things that happen in the shower for men every single day. Let's get let's get into it. Let's get well, down into the millions upon trillions of children that are going down the drain. Let Thank me tell you, you something. Thank there have been we have played at colleges where they have had to put up signs 
to tell men to stop masturbating in the showers because they were clogging up the actual pipes. I didn't know we were going to be going here, and I wasn't. Wow! Yeah, this is. I'm I'm going to buy a timeshare here. You want to get? You want to get into people's lives? Clarence Thomas has already said it. He said it. I mean, the senior member of the Supreme Court appointed by a president who opposed the 64 Civil Rights Act said next they want to go after gay marriage. They want to go after birth control. I mean, but but I I disagree when they say that people are single issue voters. Roe v. Wade is a huge issue, but I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who's a single issue voter. Uh, We're voting on a lot of topics, including inflation, including student loan debt relief, including accountability for January 6th. So here's the other thing I'm hearing from a lot of men about this election, uh, which is, hey, libtard, Trump's not on the ballot, okay? Why are you talking about Trump? He's not on the ballot. And I'm like, motherfucker, Trump is very much on the ballot. Trumpism itself is on the ballot. Over 200 candidates in this midterms are people who are pushing Donald Trump's lie that he won the election, a lie that got people killed on January 6th. I'm trying to figure out how they can have it both ways. On the one hand, he can't testify or do anything because it's too close to the election. And yet he's not running. So which is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is, 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 it, is it is he a part of this election or not? That's my problem is the inconsistencies of it all. If if that's the reason we can't move forward because somebody who's not on the ballot, that's what Steve Bannon's up here in court trying to say. Right. He can't they can't Reach. shouldn't do anything to him because there's an election coming up. He's not on the ballot, nor is the man that he kowtows to. So what that's what are right. we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But here we are continually servicing mm-hmm. Donald J. Trump. And his every need, want, or whatever his whim may be. Mm-hmm. If he has, if he decides to service his whim to be the next president of the United States, then we have to consider that. Well, let me, let me ask you this then. Donald Trump's true ethnic group, I've said for a long time, is celebrity. It's not white people. It's yes. celebrity. Uh-huh. And that's why he and Kanye are the same ethnicity as far as I'm concerned. And that's yeah. why if you're a little bit famous, Donald Trump thinks that means you are popular. And so he will go with the J.D. Vances. He'll go with, you know, uh, the Herschel Walkers. I'm going through my, my iPhoto and I'm realizing, oh, my God, I have photos of myself with two Trump people because they were famous. Dr. Oz, who I did a TV show with, and Carrie Lake, who I did a TV show with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of really want to see this trend end i'm not against celebrities running for office i think everybody should run for office all different types glenda jackson was a member of parliament in britain but um people who are famous for the sake of being famous people who are famous and are rich and are not running on a platform of helping people who aren't rich that's what's got to stop i've I've had it with the d-list celebrity candidate endorsed by c-list trump look you need to be good at something is what yes. we're saying. Something you need to be good at besides just being embarrassing and they're filming it. Like, that's, I, I mean, I think this is a low bar. For me, mm-hmm. it is about getting back to the definition of we do not hire politicians. What we should hire are civil servants. It's public service. Thank you. Public, public servants. servants. I The that, amount of people who have become enriched... While being in That's office right. from Mitch McConnell on is disgusting. I agree completely. I agree that completely. That is Listen, our I problem think- in this union right now is because what we what we vote on is name recognition. We are caught yes. in our own noose. We are Product, brand name by our loyalty. own ideas. 
And the mm-hmm. idea that having money, no matter how you got it, somehow means you're qualified and will get money to other people. It's yes. the most ridiculous but, concept in the world. And but yet that was somehow George W. People Bush. That. Yes. Yeah, that was George W. Bush. Product brand name loyalty. That was Trump. They were both yeah. millionaires at birth. And yet rubes think that means they're smart about something. Lucky sperm That's club right. is all it takes. Well, so because what you do you know guys what? say? Let me tell you, I, I worked, we've worked for Disney, okay? And what we do know is the biggest luxury mind, can I curse? Yeah. Yeah. Mind fuck is this, this ideology of I want your life, right? And that is what mm-hmm. they teach people. And they teach girls and they teach children to to look at a specific ideology and go, I want that. I aspire. Yes. It's at, they, the word they use is aspirational. I just read it in an audition. As, should be aspirational. In every That's single right. thing. As if you can aspire to inherit millions of dollars. Like I I aspire <laughs> to it, but it has yet to happen. I just it doesn't work that way. And the problem Mm -hmm. is every girl has been brought up on princess ideology. Every male in this country wants to believe that he is honest Abe. It's, it's the, you know what I mean? It's, it's all of these stories that people sit here and go, they imagine themselves into, but it's not true. And they don't have access to it. They don't have the education. They don't have the background. They they right. will never they, they will never work those jobs. So what do you guys say then when you talk to folks who are already despondent because they're reading all these articles that are I mean to me it's just a massive gaslighting trying to depress Democratic turnout in yeah. eighteen days. Uh, the amount of articles I've read just saying oh it's hopeless it's hopeless. I'm saying every night. Can you imagine? Uh, we have an 80-year-old president with a stutter who's got under fifty percent approval. Incredible inflation, not his fault. High gas price is not his fault. His first midterms, it's when he should lose everything. And we're looking at the Democrats keeping the Senate, maybe adding a couple of seats, and maybe losing only three or four in the House. I mean, to me, that's that's like ragingly above where the bar should be right now. But what do you guys do when you talk to your friends and, and loved ones and, and fellow artists who are despondent about Democratic chances the month before the election? Oh, you wish it was despondent. I came back after our Chicago show. I was shocked at how many friends and people I know who are removed completely from politics. Tell me. Who are not engaged. And they're friends of mine. Yeah. Who People who look at politics now, not only as I don't want to be engaged, but it is a sickness. I have people come to me and family members talk to me about the sickness that I'm engaged in by being engaged in our body politic. And I think yeah. when I talk to people, I mean, a- apathy, it's apathy and apathy yeah. is the lube of fascism. I'm sorry, Angela, and, go ahead. And then the exhaustion. I think that that speaks to people being exhausted and also not understanding the direct links sometimes in their life. And then see, you're just hearing people. Yeah. It's like when you're, you know, your parents are fighting, you just kind of want to get away from it. It's like they just, it looks, exactly like, it. it looks like every, in a sort of vague way, everybody's maybe being unreasonable. So let me back out of it. Like it has nothing to do with me. 
But what I try to remember for myself, because I have all those feelings, is I say to myself, number one, there has never been a time in human history when there has been a wrong, an egregious wrong being done, that there were not people who stood up against it. There has never been a time when there was slavery and there weren't abolitionists. There has never been a time when there was war and there weren't peace activists. There has never been a time, and it won't be now either. We are here because people were vigilant and they did not let things get out of control and any hole we've been in we can get out of that's what i like about rachel maddow's news podcast is that look we have been here before there we they don't like to teach us this but this is not the first time this country has faced what people thought could be the end of its democracy beyond just the civil war but this is what happens when you don't deal with people correctly and my vote is that we deal with we deal with treason the way treason needs to be dealt with that this is not i i was so happy to hear the words of the subpoena for Donald Trump, because it's like, call it what it is. This president is a treasonous terrorist who backed a seditious coup and organized and incited a seditious coup. And they were successful in the peaceful transfer of power of stopping it. Call it what it is. And and we have to say, I got to say it every time we talk about it. Donald J. Trump sent a mob down to the capital of the United States to kill kill. whomever they came into contact with. And he was willing to sacrifice GOP and Democrats. Okay. Pence Pence in a hurry. He was throwing him straight to the wolves. They they had, they raised the gallows for the vice press. When they talk about this in a hundred years and 50 years, we will be talking about the gallows that was raised for the vice president that the president of the United States sent people down there to do. And this man still, still, Still right. won't come before Congress. Still That's won't right. come before oh, the American people. Let my happy people. black ass not show up for a traffic violation and this see what they what I'm saying. <laughs> Drag me out of my bed in the night to be like, you made that you little know what else? Did... You have a bench warrant. I mean, <laughs> he still won't come before us. And they sent people. He sent people to kill him. And he won't come before the people and say, yes, I wouldn't get into that that car with the Secret Service because I didn't trust them. I wouldn't leave because I didn't trust this president. I wouldn't. That would make me fucking vote for the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you no, know, it also, I don't know. know I, I don't know who thinks that the gallows got built in 20 minutes. That thing was Thank being built you. the day before. It was sitting there all day. Who brought the lumber? Who brought the plans? Who built that thing? And why aren't Democrats talking about it? I hear a lot of people Dude. saying that they can't believe that people would still vote for this ticket, that people would still vote for these election deniers. Media folks are, how can they vote for the, these elections? I'm like, Donald Trump spent years spreading a racist lie. The first black president wasn't born here. Donald Trump lied to everyone you love during a plague. Donald Trump stole from vets with a fraudulent online university. Donald Trump could eat a baby and these people would still show up to vote for him. They don't mind the criminality. They think that's power. That's right. And, you know, the question I read an article recently about now we know how Jim Jones got people to drink the fucking Kool-Aid. Okay, Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. People, American people are open their mouth, have their mouths open like baby fucking birds. Their beaks are open. Some. Some. Mm -hmm. Uh, The majority of Americans voted against Trump twice. 
But the majority of us voted against Trump twice. I got to bring that up again. He lost the popular vote twice. Thank you. Thank you. But it's too many. It's too many. Let me tell you something. If you want to cozy up to the fucking word some, okay? Mm -hmm. What I'm going to tell you is. I got to defend the majority of Americans who didn't vote for Trump, Francis. But this is the thing I think that we get that I find distressing about where we when we get when we talk about this country and that what I see over and over again, pundits and particularly, you know, in my in my circle, in our circles and progressive circles, people seem to be unwilling to say there is a significant percentage of this con- of this country that is, in fact, just completely racist. There is yes. a, there is. A, and like and, and the idea that we've been trying to say this, that like maybe Mitch McConnell doesn't like power. Maybe he is just a racist fascist. Like I yes. like and, and I don't know why that is so hard. People talk about, oh, they want power. Or they want proximity to power. Or they want money. Or maybe they're just racist. Yeah. Maybe okay, they're just bigot, misogynist, xenophobic. And I'm like, and the reality is these are people who have been told that this, the way of life of the South was disturbed. That, you know, right. that like they've been told a whole bunch of crap. We don't get told our history appropriately. We get given a binary choice, which That's is right. if you give equality or something to black people you lose something and that's not true but that is what we've been raised on but you know what i think is worse than racist calculating non-racists who use racism to get people elected oh but to my position that's been the gop for my entire life and not before the denial of racism is racism Thank you. Well, that, well, that's, you. That's Roberts. You know, that's Chief Supreme Court Justice. Roberts. That, that's there's right. no more racism. We don't need a voting rights. There's a, black, pres- there's a really? black president. You don't need voting rights anymore. But here's the deal: we are they are they've flipped the script when they are bringing people like Herschel Walker mm-hmm. and Kanye West. When they can find the sickest amongst us, mm-hmm. and I mean that literally. Yes. Yes, I know. Ill. Ill people yes. who they can Medical. then manipulate okay. you you said the k word you brought it you brought it up so you know my my point has always been having debated people like jesse lee peterson uh when i look at alan keys when i look at herman cain if you're a black man or a black woman in this country who is willing to put down black people and put down poor people and shit on the struggle there is a white person who will put you on tv that's and right. so but if Kanye are. West was still saying George on. Bush don't like black people, Tucker Carlson would not be hailing him as a visionary. So That's much right. so that t- Tucker literally covered for Kanye's anti-Semitism. Imagine having the biggest star and he says all this Jew hating shit. I, being a capitalist, would think I can't wait to air this and make the media cycle. But no, Tucker sacrificed ratings and scandal to protect the GOP's pet rapper because he's a white nationalist who wants who wants <laughs> wants a, a, you know an ethno state like I, that's one thing he does like he at the end of the day his ratings aren't as important to him as that at the end of the no. day that is the vote and this is what happens in a country where we just have refused to deal with this in in any real way legislatively or personally and and when people have said to me over the years over my entire life before donald trump ever got into public office well you know i got this racist uncle you know he's a little bit anti-semitic he a little bit this he a little bit that he let me tell you something and i take the hit on the the um uh, vaccination anti-vaxxers i mocked them i didn't listen to them i just wrote them off and didn't pay attention to them i let jenny mccarthy write her little stupid books and didn't and was like ah, and here they are like lo and behold i'm like damn we should taken that more seriously you and know, I, and we really should have taken that more seriously <laughs> i watch her on fox 
that we have allowed the a woman who started the anti-vax movement, and I will never, if I see her in purpose, then don't let her. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let her know how I fucking feel about it. It's okay? gonna be a misunderstanding, oh, John. It's why don't I have you guys on this show every week? Jesus Christ! Why don't I have you guys on all the time? Uh, oh, uh, no. Really quick, uh, <laughs> are any black people in Georgia going to vote for Herschel Walker? I mean, I mean, yes, like, the, the contempt, the contempt that they think they will. Let me tell you something. Let me but their votes are going to get denied because they, they deny me, all black You know what I mean? So, yeah. Educate me, me, please. Amongst black people, there there is, just like in every other group, okay, there is a feeling you don't want to. Let me tell you what we've been taught. And I was talking about this with a good friend of mine recently that we were taught not to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. We were taught not to value our own, you know, experiences and education of blackness. And the thing that what I would say, especially from the group of people, the the age group that Herschel Walker comes from, Mm -hmm. you want to be set aside from these other, this other blackness. You want to be considered good, right? Remember the OJ? Huh? You remember oh, OJ? So remember how proud hard. he was? Right. I remember back in like the seventies, how proud he was to not be considered black. That's I right. remember that. I remember that article. Like he yeah. he got interviewed yep. about getting all his different you know hurts and all of his different ad campaigns, so and they did some survey where people thought of him as something else before black, and he was proud of it. Yeah. 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 And so and sad. that's I, that to me is you know self hate, self loathing. <laughs> And the, and that nothing I do is legitimate until it is it, uh, adopted by the dominant culture or given some sort of approval there. You know, we, we were talking to this friend about black colleges and why was it that he was never encouraged to go to a black college or why was it that people I was like, because you were told that they weren't as good. That's right. That's he right. wanted to know why he went. This black man, a accomplished black man yeah. who went to Yale, he went, he said, why wasn't I encouraged yeah. to go to an HBCU? And then at Yale, he was told the only reason he was there was because he was black. Because you of know course. about how the Ivy League has this aggressive get black people policy. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, Princeton, leave me alone. I am said no. Like, stop. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, but, yeah. I, I have to... I, I have to ask the Kanye question, uh, and, and it's so good having you both. I wish I could have you on every week. Stephanie would kill me if I did, but my God, I, this is so good for my heart. Is Kanye done? Is Kanye going to Gina Carano Island? To me, no. it, the tragedy has been set for years because no one talks about Kanye as a producer. No one talks about him as an MC. No one talks about him as an artist. He's been a celebrity and nothing more for years now, and now he's something uglier than a mere celebrity. Now he's I need a people puppet to stop of fascists. Yes, yeah. exactly. I need people to stop buying his music. I think yeah, the we, gospel we, record we was terrible, by the way. His his yeah. gospel record was like the first narcissistic gospel record. Gospel I mean, is supposed to be about God, not you. I've never heard someone brag more. I don't touch a, it. A, I don't yeah, touch evil. No, and that's um, this is that's the thing. He's it's we have to we have to hold him accountable, even though I do believe he is mentally ill. Like, and yes. I mean, I and I, but you know, in our culture, like when he ran out on stage after Taylor Swift with the bottle of Hennessy in his hands, I was like, why aren't we? Where's the intervention? Like, this is that that was like for me. Like, I'm like, ooh, the and, intervention was Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's, that's not right. a group of people that I would put that's, on, that on healthcare thing. watch for that's anyone. What I'm telling you, the the intervention was the ramp up. We didn't. Kanye was semi. Here's the thing: Kanye lost his mama. Horribly, then he went to the Kardashians, which we know that that is a grindhouse yes, for every man 
that has come through that family. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. From their Let me ask Lamar family. Odom. He lives in the basement here. I'll find out if he agrees with that. Yeah. yeah. It's, That's it's what so I'm saying. Sad. Every man that I have seen go through that, those women, has come out not right. Mm. This is an interesting theory. I think we should get is the, the American Psychiatric Association on this because that may be some sort of down. like from some Rob sort of like down Bermuda yeah, Triangle true. of mental health kind of. That's thing. what I'm saying. But you know what? The great irony is in the beginning, I, I, I was saying this last night. I was like, oh, no, now the greatest MC is married to Kardashian. They're never going to go away. They're legit. Ten years later, they're carrying him. I mean, yeah. Kim Kardashian yeah. looks like Mother Teresa now. Yes, next to this guy. and this is and what Kanye's you knew. Is make, that, he, he make, go ahead. I was going to say, this is where you knew Kim Kardashian loved him. She had four of his babies. She, and I mean, she somebody had four. four of his babies, right? She was, <laughs> you know, she made sure she tried. She tried to get him on his medication. Yeah, she. she did. I mean, the the simple fact of the matter is that the the in every group of people, you are going to have some loose people who are turncoats, problematic, and who are um, who are think that the way that they're going to move forward is to align themselves with the oppressor. If That's you will. Right. And I don't mean and I mean specifically people who are into oppression, not all the good white folk, but those white folk. And that that's a room where he gets to be a very special black person, even more special than he's been before, because a former president wants to sit next to him and talk to him right. and senators. And I look at these people, and I'm like, it is the most shameful abuse of somebody who is quite clearly in diminished capacity that yeah. I have seen in my life. And it's well, I mean, that's how I, I feel mean, about Tucker Carlson. As well. Thank you. Definitely. It makes Klaus von Bülow look really cool. Oh, like, the, you know? Nope, you win. Anytime there's a Klaus von Bülow reference, we have hit peak show. Thank you for that. Francis Thank and Angela, you. what is the best way for our evil army of the night to follow you lovely ladies and keep up with your work? You can follow us at Frangela Joy Twitter. And, and Instagram and take all that. Right oh, go to com. And when are you taping the album? What date? November 12th in Portland. I do not remember the name of the place because I'm unprofessional. But <laughs> it will be up on our website. It. Cannot wait to hear it. Thank you, ladies, both so much. Take care. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with your calls in just a moment at 866-997-GRIT. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
So I want to let you know, I want to try and do an Alan Combs thing here. Alan, who I miss very much, used to have a lightning round of calls and he'd put you on and give you exactly 10 seconds to say whatever you want, make your point, make your question, make your threat. I'm going to try that. So guys on hold, please get ready to try and deliver your point in 10 seconds. I'm sorry it's so brief, but before I do, you know, Joe Biden's first year was the greatest year of jobs creation in U.S. history, more than 6 million jobs. Well, guess what? We just posted a record decline in federal deficits in fiscal 2022 because the, the budget shortfall was $1.37 trillion compared to $2.77 trillion in the previous year under Trump. You know why? Record high tax receipts. You know why? Because more people have been drawn into the labor market that pushes up the amount the government collects in individual and corporate taxes. High employment means lower deficit and federal spending also declined because fewer people collected jobless benefits and other pandemic related programs wound down. Look for this to not be covered by any mainstream media and no Democrats will mention it. Let's go to the phones now. Please try to make your points as quickly as you can. Uh, Sila in Texas. Hello. Hey, John. Um, yeah. Love Frangel. Love, love, love. Old stuff. Ed, uh, blah, blah, blah. But serious question. If the polling people actually identified themselves on your phone, would you answer it? Because I think I would. I would, too. Especially at, uh, being an, elect, an election poll worker till <laughs> I saw Ted Cruz steal the vote. But, okay, I would too, yeah. Theocila. I got to run because Chris says you're already at 30 seconds. But thank you very much. <laughs> you're a you're a ruthless taskmaster, Brian in Oregon. Really quick. Hi, John. People are asking the wrong questions. I think of these Blake Master and Carrie uh, Lake type candidates. They need. They're not asking them how they're going to govern. How does Carrie Lake know how to govern anything? How does Blake Masters understand how the Senate works and drawing a bill? That's and great point. the wing nut running for Secretary of State. How does he know? The, how that office functions and, and, and how to uh, perform the duties of the office. Great it's point. It's incredible malpractice by the, any, any reporters at all. And Ryan, third, you nailed it. You didn't seconds. nail 10 seconds, but you nailed that point, and I agree completely. Mitch and Kent State, really quick. John, GOP men, the hardest decision a woman can make isn't yours, just to let you, let you know. 52 years ago today, New Morning, one of the greatest albums that Bob Dylan's released today. One of the greatest albums and one of the greatest box sets, because the box set he put out 40 years later is better than the original album. Mitch, thank you. This is Progress. Progress.